Well, hello there, Angela. Hi, can you hear me? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. You can hear me good? A little bit. It seemed like you, I, I heard you and then it's like you went out. I think we're on though. <laughs> yeah, we're on, absolutely. <laughs> I can hear you now, I can hear you now. <laughs> I, can, I can barely hear you though. So I'm just wondering, uh... Uh, but thanks for for chiming in, tuning in to talk back today. Uh, today is Sunday, July the 18th, and it's almost 6.30. It's about 6.25 p.m. today here in the city of Cleveland. I'm coming to you from the city of Cleveland. I have a special guest that just uh, came on. Uh, she's coming to you from South Carolina. And grab a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and just... Uh, join in with you, if, with us, if you like. We're going to talk about voter suppression today and some of the new things that actually really are not new. It's really just uh, old stuff coming back up to rear its ugly head, unfortunately, concerning voters' rights. I want to talk about Texas specifically because they, they're the state that seems to be in the news the most. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how many other states follow suit. There are other red states, I might add, that are attempting to jump on board uh, with the state of Texas in this voter uh, suppression is what I call it, voter su- suppression. So that's what we're going to talk about. I have Angela Pride, who is a author, writer, uh, personal coach, uh, and she hails from the state of uh, South Carolina. She's calling. Hello, Angela. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's a little tough for me, but hopefully the audience will be able to hear you uh, a lot better. But I do hear you. Um, for for those listening out there to this show today, forgive the technical difficulties. We're, we're taping today. We tape every other Saturday or every other weekend, Saturday or Sunday. And then uh, in between those dates, we do come to you live and our technology is a lot, lot better. But anyhow, so let's jump right in, Angela. I, I'm, I know you've heard all the stories. I know you well adverse in what's going on right now with voter, uh, the new voter rights bill that Texas is proposing. And uh, what, what's your thought on it? Well, I'm just excited, first off, to be here. Um, Gloria, thanks for having me on with you today. But I'm excited that you are talking about this topic in particular. I definitely think that there are not enough people that are versed and um, that understand that this is honest something, as you just stated, that's been happening seriously since the 1800s of um, minorities, um, African-Americans in particular, being hindered um, the right and um, to vote. And so I just, I feel some type of way about it. Of course, I am definitely well-versed on the subject. I, I don't like it. I, I think that this is something that is, again, it's, it's a part of the system that has been put in place um, after slavery to ensure that uh, people of color, um, Blacks in particular, can't um, vote, can't, can't exercise their rights to vote, even though they are citizens, even though our people helped to build this country. Uh, We are very much a part of this country. I absolutely love it when you encounter people that say, 
because they were born and bred here in this country and their ancestors built this country, built this land. And so I just feel some type of way that the strategy it has, has never been out of place. It's always been a part of Congress, a part of new laws, a part of things. But so many people are just ignorant to the fact, to the strategy that's going on. So many people don't even believe in voting. So many people are just ignorant to what they're doing to put these types of things. So it's almost like they do it just right under our noses. Yeah, you're absolutely. Now you're coming in a lot, a lot clearer. Uh, sounds real good there. Yeah, I, I hear you. It's been around forever, 1800s. Um, certainly that's when it all started with slavery. But um, it's, it's, it's something that never seems to go away. It's always rearing its ugly head from time to time. And I think we can give a lot of credit. I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I think we can give a lot of credit to the Trump administration, his ideology. <laughs> I wouldn't I don't know if you call it ideology, but um, and his thoughts and his, um, his push for this, uh, this magnificent lie that he did not lose the election. Uh, here previously, and uh, that he was cheated out of the election. I think the it's an opportune time for the far right or the right wing, whatever you want to call it, to kind of jump on this bandwagon and push this forward now. Right. Well. Well. But. Yeah, but again, just like you stated, though, it's there's there's laws, even with South Carolina. I was very active in um, the voting process, um, uh, definitely probably like 2007 up until maybe like 2016, in all honesty. But there were different things that were passed. You know, um, they were trying to not grandfather people in that may not have had proper documentation, although they were definitely citizens of this country. You know, when I say a citizen, they're getting checks and they've worked and things like that. So things that you can do to prove that you are a citizen here. But there were things that were implemented and put into place around that 2012 um, to 2016, where you had to now have some sort of picture ID, you know, and they were, you know, your documentation wasn't good enough and they were making you just go above and beyond. I, I keep and I carry, I'm a proud voter. I've voted since um, the legal age of 18 and I always carry my voter registration with me. I do not have the picture ID, but I also have a legal real ID, a state ID, a driver's license so that I can always show proof of who I am. But I think it's just a bit ridiculous when people are paying taxes, when people are working in this country, and yet there are others that are here to try to hinder and try to stop those same people from having the right to vote. It's it's blatant and it's disrespectful. And I definitely do not, I, I don't agree with these laws that are being I don't even think they're being snuck in now because, again, obviously we're talking about it here on your podcast, but I just think more people need to make themselves aware of these strategies that have been put in place from the beginning of time to stop minorities from having and being able to exercise their right to vote. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely right. Yeah. And um, there is, of course, there are bills that's being put forth by the state of Texas currently. And we all have heard the latest news about the House Democrats that have, uh, or the uh, Texas Democrats that have left that state and uh, gone into Washington to kind of get out of the area so that they're not there uh, while the bill is being talked about on the floor. 
of Texas, thus preventing them from passing the bill. There's nine bills. There's nine. I'm sorry. There are seven um, actual articles in this bill one um, that the Senate is proposing, that the Republicans are proposing. There's also a is there House Bill one. And then there's a House Bill three. And today that's what we're going to kind of get into. We're going to talk about this specific bill and what it what it will mean once passed because it really let's be realistic about it this bill the democratic uh senate doesn't have a lot of power here to stop this bill from actually becoming law in the state of texas before i get there though what i wanted to do was get your opinion on what was handed down recently by the supreme court they actually gave a green light to the state of texas and to any other state forthcoming to start to restrict voter rights. Hmm. Opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, again, and I, again, so I am one, in all honesty, for those who may not know me, again, I, I, I do not subscribe to political correctness. Um, you know, I am a business owner and so on and so forth. But at the same time, right is right and wrong is wrong. I do know who's on the Supreme Court, who serves on our Supreme Court. I know the debacle that happened at the end of the Barack Obama term where he was attempting to appoint a justice. It did not go through. However, the same situations kind of occurred with Trump and his um, candidates did go through. So understand who is serving on the Supreme Court. Right. So I'm not surprised at, you know, what's been handed down. And and again, I, I personally feel, Gloria, that this is a strategy. I feel that this is a strategy that just goes along with the, the strategy that's been in place from the beginning of time when slavery was over, when they wanted to control the population of blacks that were now in the workforce and that were now going to be um, giving the rights to vote. And, and now being from the South, I grew up here in the South. Um, I re- was born in Alabama. Um spent a lot of time in Georgia and now I'm in South Carolina. So still very much a Southern girl. So definitely nothing much gets over my eyes. So the fact that the Supreme Court is saying now, yes, they're allowing these laws to be passed. I don't feel that it's anything new. I just think now that we're paying more attention to it. um, I'm disappointed. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed that we live in a country where it is supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, right? You know how many minorities serve this country? You know how many minorities have died? You know how many minorities sacrificed everything that they have to make America great, to, to, to attempt to make America great, okay? So Trump wasn't the first person to even come up with that. That's not even original. Um, but but I, I said all that to say, I said all that to say that I'm very disappointed that the Supreme Court would back um, suppressing the right to vote. I, I, I'm just disappointed in it, but I'm not surprised. And I think that more people, I would encourage more people to do their own research, do their own due diligence. But I, but most importantly, I want to encourage people to get their, their house in order as far as being able to vote. Because if you don't have everything that they're going to now be requiring, they will turn you away on voting day. And we all know that there was nothing that happened. They were, they're very upset at the fact that Georgia, a Southern state, a formerly red state, Um, now is the reason that President Biden is in the White House. 
And so you've got some people that are definitely upset and now they're trying to do everything that they can. Trump has already said and, and it's talked about running again in 2020, uh, 20 in the next election. And so they're trying to put their, their ducks in order. So I would just encourage your listeners, if you know those that aren't registered to vote, if you know those that, you know, don't believe in voting, I, I just want everybody to educate themselves because, you know, we can do a number of podcasts. We can talk until we're blue in the face. Do, but it's action that matters. It's it's those that will get out. See, when I was a part of, of voter registrations in the past, I went out to barbershops, I went out to schools, I went out to grocery stores and I registered people personally because there are so many people that aren't still registered to vote. Let's not even talk about the young people who definitely don't believe in it and who believe something else. But I talked to older people who said that they had never voted. I've talked to one guy who was 60 years old, said he had never voted in his life. It was unbelievable for me. But people have their own reasons for doing things. But when you talk about them passing laws now that is going to hinder people that are seriously, legally, their right to vote, when you talk about holding those people back, it's very disturbing. It's very disturbing that we live in a country, like I said, that professes to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, but they're doing everything in their power to suppress certain people's right to vote. And that's just disappointing to me just across the board. And I'm not surprised at the Supreme Court because I know who serves on the Supreme Court, but we've got to do better. We've got to rally our communities. We've got to rally our young people. We've got to teach and we've got to be out here informing, which is why I'm excited that you're actually talking about this today, as I stated earlier, because not enough people are even aware that someone is even trying to steal their right to vote. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just, it's too important. And we're, we're at a crossroad now. We, we really, really are. We, we have not been here since the 1960 when the first voting rights bill was enacted. We have not been here since then, 50 plus years ago, okay? Uh, this is just way too important of a subject for us to ignore and certainly to not uh, just jump in, become a part of, uh, make our voices heard and participate as you said go out and participate in the, your own community become a part of what's happening become a, the best part of what's happening make sure that every single person of legal age to vote can vote and so so yeah we have to do that recently in the news and i'm sure you heard about this as well and i'm sure my listeners have um the chair of the national black caucus joyce Spady, who's a representative right here in the state of ohio was arrested for peaceful protesting her along with some others. They were arrested for protesting this very thing, the voter rights restriction law. And she was arrested. And yet, if you go back till just earlier this year, we had our own capital attacked, attacked, a resurrection, an insurrection that was where they were physically going into harm and hurt our representatives. Even the vice president was in dire uh, danger of being attacked just recently here, first part of the year. And many of them were not arrested. And yet you have peaceful protesting and they are hauled away off to jail. It's just some of the things that are going on now are unthinkable. They're It's really taking us back as if they if the system this system that we're talking about today wants to take black and brown and poor minorities 
back. And not all minorities are poor. Let me be real clear about that. But they want to take the mindset back to the 60s and beyond and take away something that's already been established as a basic human right to vote. Absolutely. So it, it's just too important for us not to do a show like this today and uh, put the word out there and hopefully encourage others to get involved in your local community. Make sure you vote and make sure you, you take someone with you to vote. We've got elections coming up here uh, in the city of Cleveland uh, coming up in August, early part of August, uh, that will help put other in Congress. And one of them, of course, is uh, Nina Turner, of course. She's running uh, for the 11th Congressional District, and her opponent is Chantel Brown. These are these are elections that are so important. I mean, we always focus on the national elections, but we've got to get into the local and the midterm elections. We've got to get involved because here is where you start to make this cake. Here's where everything is stacked. It either gets stacked for you or it's stacked against you. This is the time, times like this, elections like this, uh, midterm elections, when the, when the senator in the Senate starts to, will know who starts to control the Senate, Republicans or, or Democrats. This is when it's stacked against you. This Absolutely. is the time to get involved. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, this bill, the uh, Bill 1 and Bill 3. Before we do that, we're going to take a short break. Uh, our sponsor today is Lincoln Heritage Insurance Company, and uh, they offer of, of uh, good benefits for those who do not have some sort of protection, up to 20000 cash benefit for final expenses. There's no health exam to apply. Uh, just a few health questions that you have to answer. It's very easy. It's a one-page application. Most people qualify for coverage, even with health issues here at Lincoln Heritage. And there's, uh, if you choose not to have a face-to-face appointment, that's not absolutely necessary. You don't have to do that. But give me a call. My name is Gloria. And the number is 216-394-8926. That's 216-394-8926. If you're local right here in the Northeast Ohio area or right in the Cleveland area, call me. My name's Gloria. I'll be happy to come out and go over the benefits that Lincoln Heritage offers and how inexpensive it really is. Uh, because if you've ever had to go through bearing a loved one and not having enough funds to take care of everything, then you know how uh, how stressful that is. So I want you to give me a call, 216-394-8926. Ask for Gloria, and I'll be happy to come out and just go over the benefits with you. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So there is um, Texas. And by the way, what they call, which I thought I'd have to mention to, to the audience, but what the far right calls, you know, voter restrictions, uh, people like you and I, we call it voter intimidation and voter suppression, which is what it really is. It's more than just a restriction. I get the part of voter ID. I get that. I'm with that. I'm for that. Everyone should be able to prove who they are. Okay. Not a problem with that. But what the Republicans are calling voter restrictions is really voter suppression. And so we want to be very, very clear about that. But here's what the state of Texas is proposing and Senate Bill 1. Uh, there are seven issues that they're asking or that they're um, building their case around. Partisan poll watchers protection, okay, uh, mail-in ballot restrictions, 
drive-through voting ban, early voting hours. They want a video recording and live stream protocol, which which means they want this mandated that there is a video recording of folks in line to vote and that it's actually live streamed. Okay. And then there's assistance restrictions in this bill one. So here, let me just, if I may take a moment and just give you some idea of what this means. Partisan poll watcher protection. So what they're saying is that partisan poll watchers would enjoy broad new protection and access in Texas. This includes being entitled to sit or stand near enough to see and hear the activity. Effectively, the bill makes it illegal to obstruct or create distance for poll watchers in any way. So basically what that bottom line, what they're saying here with the partisan poll watchers protection is they're going to have someone in the lines with you and they have to be able to watch you and your activity and your every move. You can't tell them to get out of the line if they're not voting. If they're there and I guess if they have some sort of ID badge on saying that they are part of the poll watcher protection plan, they have the they will have the right to stand in line and and basically watch and see what you're doing. The second one, mail-in ballot restriction. What that does is identification requirement for mail-in ballots, which would include requiring the last four digits of a social security number or driver's driver's license number on all vote by mail applications and ballot return envelopes. I don't have a problem with that. Do uh, what's your thought on that so far? And well, so so far, uh, you said a lot, and but but so far, these are all violations of your civil rights. Like th- this has nothing to do with a person being legally and obligated to vote. This, none of this stuff that everything that they're proposing actually are 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 eighty percent of the stuff that they basically lost Georgia on. Um, I don't know if you remember, but basically the Republicans and Trump himself was telling Republicans not to do mail-in ballots and this, that, and the other. And so basically with Georgia, I understand that Georgia was the last state pretty much that they were waiting on. And Georgia was the deciding state um, for a lot of factors, um, especially Congress. Um, But these are the things that they're proposing are the things that basically the Republicans lost the election on. But I think that these are all violations. Having been a former poll worker myself here in the state of South Carolina, which we do a phenomenal job here in my county of the training, of the law, of respecting people's rights. And those things are violations. I'll say that first and foremost. We had people coming in under the Trump administration, even in this last election, wanting because Trump was asking people to go out and watch people at the polls. That's a violation. Nobody, not even the workers, myself, I can't go in the booth with somebody and watch how they vote. So why should a poll worker be allowed that same opportunity? That is a violation of that person's rights. These laws shouldn't be passed because, again, they're violating a voter's rights. It's your privacy. It's your right to vote. But no one has to know how you vote. In all honesty, I believe that's how uh, President Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama, won the election. There were a lot of white women that were in public Republican households that voted Democrat. And you know why? Because their husbands aren't allowed to go in the booth with them and make sure how they vote. So we're talking about things that are going to 
um, you know, make people definitely uncomfortable. We're talking about things that, again, I say it blatantly and I say it honestly, these are violations of their civil rights. You cannot have someone going into the booth or have someone that's a poll watcher being close enough to voters to where they can see how they're voting. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ludicrous to me. Yeah. And, it, and it's strictly partisan. It's strictly, like I said, this is coming from the Republicans in the uh, red state of Texas. Uh, drive-through voting ban. Each polling place in Texas would be located inside a building and no voter may cast a vote from inside a motor vehicle unless they met specific requirements. So they're going to eliminate drive-through voting. That's, that's another thing. Uh, early voting hours. Early voting. Well, now, so here in South Carolina, you can only vote inside your car if you're like disabled. So we, but we have ma- machines that we go out with them. If someone else is in the car with them, we ask that person to leave. Because again, voting is a privacy thing. When you talk about, you know, you know how when you go to the hospital now and they make you sign all these HIPAA papers and this, that, and the other, because right. you are entitled to your privacy. It's no one else's business what you're voting about. It's no one else's business what you're going to the doctor about. And so they're asking you to basically just roll over the these people's privacy. I, I'm not. I'm not for that. I don't. Really, I don't know how the drive-through uh, voting is going in Texas. But again, drive drive-up voting is what we call. It. It's not drive-through, but drive-up voting is usually for someone who's disabled, someone who we take the machine out to their car so that they have the right to vote. Um, and again, I don't think that that's something that we need to take away either. But at this, I mean, I, I just don't understand the logic in some of these things but basically yes i do i understand that they're trying to control the vote and they're trying to control who votes i mean i think they passed something in georgia recently saying that no one can give anyone else water if they've been standing in line for two or three hours exactly us at the polling place here in south carolina we don't do that anyway but if someone else brings out a cooler who are we to violate their rights by telling them hey you're not allowed to give someone else water that's crazy yeah, it really, it really is when you think about it. Early voting hours, they want to take that away totally. Early voting would be prohibited at polling locations statewide earlier than 6 a.m. or later than 9 p.m. Okay, now this video recording and live stream protocol, what that means is election officials in large counties would be required to set up video surveillance systems with live streams made available to certain counties now, <laughs> certain counties, okay? And the assistant restriction, which is part of this Bill 1, anyone who simultaneously assists three or more voters would be required to fill out a form detailing their relationship to the voters and whether they are being paid by a political campaign or committee. So that's what's in Bill 1 being proposed now uh, by the Senate uh, concerning the state of, te- state of Texas. And, and it, it, it really, you know, you make a valid point and it's um, very, very obvious. Sometimes things are so obvious that they are a little, they're just ridiculous. Um, we all know why this is happening. We know this. We know it's because President Trump lost, uh, and not only did he lose the presidency, but the Senate, uh, which is now even even, uh, the Congress and the Congress is 
Well, actually, I think uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, she has the authority to break if the Senate is at a tie. So she's the tiebreaker. So and she's current vice president. So the current administration, whatever they're proposing, she has the authority and the ability now to get it through. Okay, that's basically what's happened now after this last election. We know that the Congress uh, has is is democratically has a majority. But here's what's frustrating to me. I don't understand why the Democrats seem so lackluster uh, with the power to really get rid of this. This bill, in my opinion, is going to pass. I don't see Congress being able to block this bill or stop it. Totally. I don't I don't see it. Can they actually block either legislation? I don't see it happening. Hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. They, he, the, the current administration is taking a hit from some Democrats that are already on their thoughts on, on different issues that they're proposing, that this current administration is proposing. And they're not, and not many of them are coming out loudly and clearly saying they're in a poll, their opposition to voter restrictions. He's not getting enough support from his own Democrats. Well, in my personal opinion, the Democrats have not displayed enough kahunas. Again, like like you said, even in this um, instance where they are in the majority, uh, I, that's why I'm glad you're talking about this because I need your listeners to understand that it's really going to be less about even what what they pass, even about this bill passing, but more about their actions on at the grassroots level, at getting people registered to vote properly, at making sure everyone has their proper credentials, at making sure everyone is ready, even in states like Georgia, where I know personally they sent out poll workers without extension cords and their their wait was longer than three and four hours for them to actual vote. We just got to get people educated and get people determined enough to understand that we will keep conquering we will keep countering all of these things that they're trying to build up against us because what they bank on is us giving up they bank on people walking out of the the voting lines they bank on you know people not having their proper pr- credentials or getting turned away etc cetera, etc cetera. so again it's really about education it's about getting over the ignorance and understanding the strategy that they have in place and us doing our part at the grassroots level to make sure that everyone in our community, everyone attached to us, everyone that you love knows the importance. Because again, this is not something that's new. This is something, this is a system. This is a system. I will not go Democrat versus Republican, but at the same time, many of the Democrats are on the same system. When you look at Congress, when you look at our senators, when you look at the fact that minorities are so, they're, they're the minority even in Congress and even those that are representing various states or counties, et cetera, et cetera. So I go back to what you said. Most of this stuff starts at the local level and the state level before it even gets to the national level. So many people are focused on the wrong thing. We have to make sure that we're doing our due diligence to get our sons and our daughters. Most everyone in my household, when you turn 18, you're going to register to vote. Period. It's it's not debatable. I'm going to call you on election day. I may call you a couple of weeks before election day, whether it's a local election, a state election, or a national election, to make sure you know who's even running, to know what you're going to the ballot to cast, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that is where it really starts. 
these people are going to continue to do the same thing that they've been doing since the 1880s. I mean, if you think about when Reconstruction was around and the black um, senators and Congress people that were actually able to get in office, but then you pass Jim Crow and you, you in the South, you, you um, alleviate all those people by running them out of there or whatnot. You understand that this is America. You know, you, you brought up you know, um, the, the, the lady in Ohio that got arrested, but then you talk about the people that, that stormed the Capitol that really meant malice, that had malice intent in mind, and some of them weren't even arrested, or some of them now are still home waiting um, to be tried or convicted or whatever. This is America. This is the America that we live in in 2021, and people better wake up. People better understand that if they're not having these conversations at their dinner table, they better start because it's a serious situation. But it's something that we definitely can control. Again, Georgia is a prime example. My hat's off to Georgia and what they did as far as putting the right people in place because Stacey um, Abrams was robbed, should never have been not elected to governor of Georgia. But what she did was she, she didn't go around pouting about it she put her money where her mouth is and she made sure that georgia won this last election so kudos to her i definitely wanted to give her a shout out but people got to understand action is required you got to do more than just talk about it you got to be about it you got to make sure that your family members are voting you got to make sure that your community is voting it starts at the local level people it's not even about the national level make sure that the right people are in your city council make sure that the right people are in your state house and do the right thing and that's that's basically it in a nutshell that's absolutely true. Absolutely. Uh, we need someone like a, we need a Stacey Abrams in every single state across this country. We really, really do. And that's how grassroots, that's the best system. The, it's been the most effective system when way back to uh, even Kennedy uh, winning uh, the White House. It's, it's from the grassroots going out, knocking on doors, going to people's homes, introducing yourself and the and the program that you're uh, your candidate represents and getting people out to vote vans buses cars whatever it takes uh yeah we need a stacy abrams in every single state in this country uh it would be nice and uh, i certainly encourage my listeners uh, i'm coming to you from cleveland i want you to get out and vote i don't care who you vote for just go vote and 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 do some research on the issues though before you cast your vote do some research find out what the candidate stands for find out something about their history and what they uh, what they have been saying even five or ten years ago so definitely do that it's it's been a good show and i think it's been a necessary show our sponsor today is lincoln heritage final expense do you have final expense life insurance if not Give us a call if you're in the Northeast Ohio area or in the Cleveland area. You have, if you have questions, we've got some answers for you. You've got, if you have had to bury a loved one recently or know someone who's had to bury a loved one, it's enough stress, it's enough heartbreak when you lose someone. But think about alleviating the problem of financially not being able to do to take care of their final wishes. So give us a call 394-8926-394. 8926, that's area code 216-394-8926. And we'll give you some information about final expense life insurance. Miss Angela Pride, it's been a pleasure to have you on today. I thank you for sharing your busy, some of your busy schedule with us. I know how busy you are. And I want to thank you because that was very powerful and, and people needed to hear that. 
hey, thank you so much for actually thinking of me and bringing me on. This is definitely something that I'm passionate about. Like I said, I'm ex- excited that you're actually talking about it because not enough people are actually talking about it. And ignorance is, is the primary thing. So many people just don't know, but that is our responsibility to get the word out so that they do know. But again, it starts on the local level, people. Like everybody wants to vote for the president, but honestly, the president really has no power unless he's got a good Congress, a good Senate, those people in place. And those people have to be voting for your interests. Just like you just said, Gloria, these things are public knowledge. You can see how someone has voted. If you've got a senator, if you've got someone in place, you can go back and see certain issues that potentially affect you and your loved ones. So make sure that you're doing your due diligence, even if you don't have the time. There are seminars. There are, if you're a Republican, there's a Republic convention or something going on in your local area. There's a Democratic one going on in your area. Educate yourself, guys. It's, it's, it's nothing to get out here and get the knowledge that you need to vote responsibly. Exactly, exactly. While you've been listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea, please uh, go to our Facebook page, Talk Back, a thought-provoking talk format, and leave us a review, like our page. Also, we have a YouTube channel uh, that's Talk Back Live with Gloria Shea. Go to our YouTube channel and like and subscribe. We'll be with you next uh, Saturday and we're going to be talking with a local gentleman and we're going to talk about um, his history here and some positive things that he's doing locally here in the city. So stay tuned and thank you for listening and uh, thank you Miss Angela Pride. She's an entrepreneur, she's an author and um, she's a life coach and to give them some information as to how they could contact you Miss Pride if they wanted to uh, you know if they need your assistance. Uh, definitely. I'm all over social media, guys. On Twitter, I'm Coach Pride. Um, on Facebook, I'm author Angela Pride. I have published three books. They're all available on Amazon.com. And please feel free to go to my website, CoachPride.com. You can get all the information there. I also specialize in women's initiatives. Um, when women leave, that is my platform. That's also the title of two of my books. And so if you want information, if you need a speaker, please feel free to reach out to me, but you can always get me at coachwithpride.com. Thanks so much again for having me on. Oh, I enjoyed it. Thank you for coming on. You've been listening to Talk Back. Until next time, America. You have been listening to Talk Back with my grandma on Spotify. Be sure and catch her every weekend. Oh, and by the way, my name is Kari. Bye.